You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I've partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoppinStore.com. DearHoppinStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking about homeopathy. Our guest is Vidya Udare. She's a homeopathic practitioner uh, with uh, a rigorous uh, uh, training of five and a half years in India, where homeopathic medicine is uh, a licensed profession. And uh, she came to the United States, uh, also uh, achieved milestones in education in human nutrition, getting a master's degree, also becoming a certified nutrition specialist via uh, the American Nutrition Association. And uh, she currently practices. Uh, her practice is uh, online, virtual. You can find out about her at lifeforcenourish.com. Uh, okay, so uh, the elephant in the room is that home homeopathy is controversial. And I'm going to read to you and I hope you don't wince. Uh, this is an article from The Guardian, which is kind of like the New York Times of United Kingdom. Um, headline, King Charles has appointed a homeopath. Why do the elite put their faith in snake oil? This is an editorial. Um, so what they say here is that um, it is strange that homeopaths can still find employment in 2023, but somehow they do. Uh, why is homeopathy so useless and yet so prevalent? And I'm quoting from the article in The Guardian. It's not something I believe, but part of the explanation must be that it has always found champions in elite circles. Uh, the Queen Mother, meanwhile, was something of a maniac for Arnica. She used it on her dogs, pressed it upon her friends. Uh, and so what they're saying basically is that uh, the elites... Uh, you know, the people in Hollywood and the royals uh, are a bunch of eccentric people, and they're uh, not too smart when it comes to science. Uh, science will scientific uh, principles dictate that homeopath homeopathy can't possibly work because you're using such tiny amounts of things that um, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to people who studied classic, uh, you know, molecular biology and physics because, you know, we, as you mentioned earlier, Avogadro's number, I think, is 10 to the minus 23rd power. So uh, 10, 23 zeros after a number is the dilution that's required to get down to the level of an atom. And if uh, a homeopathic uh, dilution is like, uh, I don't know, uh, not 10x, but uh, something called, I think, like 100m or something like that. It means there's a lot of zeros there. And there's just 
you know, you hold up a vial of a homeopathic liquid or like a little homeopathic sugar pill that's been uh, made with uh, a homeopathic succust. Succussion is the shaking that's used in the dilutions. That there's nothing there. So, so you actually uh, are involved with uh, a national organization of homeopaths, the National Center, uh, uh, the National um, Center for Homeopathy, uh, Vidya. So, what's the pushback on that? What what's the scientific argument that there really is a, a bona fide, you know, effect of homeopathy? That's not just a placebo. Yeah, there is uh, there is a lot of research articles now. I know people considered it as placebo. The uh, whenever uh, homeopathy has been uh, explained as there is like you know the presence of the homeopathy substance, the remedy in it is beyond our Avogadro's number. People assume that there is nothing, but now there is so much research in terms of nanoparticles, nanotechnology. So now people understand what nanoparticles are. Nanotechnology is the energy in it. The energy that is transferred when you so the the basic uh, the fundamentals of uh, preparing the homeopathic remedies is by potentization succussion. When you succuss a remedy in the liquid, it it generates energy. So it, this energy is similar to the energy that we see in uh, electricity when we explain electricity. So everything here, we understand that even energy, when we talk about in terms of electricity, it is invisible. But you can definitely feel it when you touch the wire, definitely you get an electric shock. So definitely there is tra transmission of that energy. Similarly, this healing energy of that substance, of the substance, and the healing power of that original substance is transferred into the medicine when we succus and potentize the remedy. So this, uh, there is another article which explains beautifully how the processes involving homeopathy occur at a molecular level in the compartmentalization of the human cells and where the biochemical reactions which occur in a mechanism can have the healing uh, power and the healing uh, ability to the in the person so which is also which is called as a homeopathic cellular biochemistry which means that the action of the remedies is on the cellular level now there is more research to help people explain uh, understand that homeopathy is not a placebo but it works as a nanotechnology and these nanoparticles have the energy and the ability to bring that healing um, healing response in the person so there is also some pushback from uh, the FDA, and I'm sure that you know you being uh, on the uh, the uh, leadership committee of the National Center for Homeopathy, you're aware that uh, homeopathy is encountering some obstacles here in the United States, some regulatory hurdles. Uh, FDA sent warning levels to several manufacturers of homeopathic eye care products, including one of my favorites, Similisan eye drops. Uh, telling them that uh, they couldn't market their products uh, in the U.S. Uh, and they're also, they also uh, went after injectable homeopathic products, uh, some of which uh, I found helpful in the early days of my practice when they were available or no longer available uh, due to legal constraints. Um, so uh, what's going on? I mean, it's kind of a battle royal. And, and some of the big homeopathic companies that are very popular in uh, India and in uh, Europe, uh, they're, they're 
pulling back on their marketing in the United States because of a hostile regulatory environment. So what's the Center for Homeopathy uh, doing about that to educate people? Yeah, as uh, as a National Center for Homeopathy, it is it is the uh, the collective voice for homeopathy, and uh, being a the more uh, member of uh, National Center for Homeopathy, we are uh, very much into uh, advocating homeopathy. It's access uh, making a, making it available to home uh, to everybody. Okay, so. It, you in your practice uh, video, you do not use classical homeopathy alone. There are homeopaths who merely see you, talk to you, take a history, and then prescribe a remedy, and that's it. They don't comment on any other aspect of your lifestyle. They're they're pure homeopaths, just you know, offering you either, you know, a liquid form of a homeopathic remedy, or you know, typically they're little tiny pills that are used to put under the tongue sublingually. Uh, but you actually do kind of a a. a an integrative practice where you counsel people on lifestyle, you counsel people on diet. Uh, do you also uh, prescribe nutritional supplements or are they incompatible with uh, homeopathy? No, absolutely. I would, uh, being a functional nutritionist and homeopathy uh, doctor, I want to definitely uh, enlighten on this. Uh, before, uh, be- before getting into the master's program, I, I, while I was working with all these chronic conditions, I came across uh, the lifestyle change, the lifestyle of these people who were suffering from um, like you know, diabetes, thyroid issues, and uh, any chronic conditions like uh, gallstones, cholecystitis, high uh, blood pressure. So every time it used to be one thing like you know why the people are suffering, why they are in this situation, and what can be done so that people do not go to this level and then seek seek help. So that is where my interest in nutrition started and um, which led me to functional medicine. So definitely I do use supplements whenever required and whenever necessary. And uh, but my I, I try to see how I can balance uh, with the classic the constitutional homeopathic remedy and the requirement of the supplements seeing where they are and how I can bring them. But definitely I do use supplements to boost their and uh, uh, whenever there, are, there is a nutrient deficiency or if uh, their nu- the diet is lacking in nutritious food and uh, seeing uh, where the person is, definitely I will bring in those supplements whenever required. Okay, so when you uh, do a program of uh, homeopathic treatment, uh, you may start usually start with a single remedy. You don't start with like four or five different things, like when I prescribe a a supplement program for people. So it's usually like you kind of say, I think this is your remedy, right? It's like a single remedy that people will take for a while, and then we see what happens. Is that correct? Yes. So every time, uh, as a part of the homeopathic, the way I'm trained in uh, the classical homeopathy is one remedy at a time. And uh, definitely there might be uh, different remedies that will be required depending on how the persons are. Because we do understand that every person goes through a life event in their life which has an impact on their tissues. So one thing leads to the others. And when people come to me with, with a multiple, like, you know, with an array of symptoms or array of chronic conditions, it could be IBS. It could be uh, they might be at the same time, they, they might be suffering from blood sugar imbalances. Uh, skin condition like psoriasis and at the same time anxiety insomnia so here i take a very uh, deeper perspective understanding their whole uh, the totality of the symptoms and come to one remedy which is very very similar to that once they start to feel better and 
your if the body brings up another layer so we move on to that and then we be deal with that remedy with deal that with that situation finding a very closest remedy for that and helping them with that situation so definitely there might be one remedy but when we give a remedy it is one remedy at one time and my recollection of homeopathy is that it it may be that the use of a certain medication can bring about a bit of a healing crisis is that part of your uh training that uh, a healing crisis may emerge and that's actually a sign almost like uh you know, the way that psychotherapy works, you know, patients sometimes have to kind of unearth some uh, some trauma uh, to move past some uh, obstacles to better health. Um, can, can you describe a little bit more when you mean by uh, crisis? Well, a healing, healing cri- crisis. in other words, it's like the symptoms get worse before they get better is, is what I mean by that. Is, is does that yeah. uh, part of your understanding or is that not a good sign if people say, you know, I took this and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my whatever, my uh, my dermatitis is getting a little worse. No. And then you encourage them to yeah. get through that. So, yeah, this is where the remedy selection and and the potency selection is of very, very much importance to us. So to avoid the aggravation, that which could be which could be a possibility, depending on if mostly it is seen in patients, uh, patients like idiosyncratic patients who are hypersensitive. Uh, there's a possibility that first the patient uh, their symptoms might aggravate. Like suppose it's like a skin symptom, they we might see, but not necessarily. And that's the reason now in homeopathy, we uh, it's very the potency is selected appropriately to their sensitivity to their susceptibility and when in during the if it is a chronic condition we always look forward to the higher potencies which are much 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 diluted even even the remedies which we get we further ask the patient to dilute them further and take them uh, smaller doses so i don't see much of aggravations even in my like you know uh, even with the eczema patients or psoriasis patients with severe itching uh, we do not see that. Even with my anxiety patients, I do not see that happen. It is very, very rare unless it is an idiosyncratic. Okay, so, and, th- and that's reassuring because it's kind of like uh, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. It's like if, uh, you know, you take a remedy and you're worse, uh, you know, okay, that's good. Or And if you're better, okay, that's that's good too. You know, it's it, you can't have it both ways because <laughs> that leads to some therapeutic uh, yeah. confusion uh, as to what's really happening. Uh, so, uh, what are, could you give us a, an example of, a you know, some of the patients that you're treating now? Because actually on your website, there are actually some helpful illustrations of how home- homeopathy can help people with certain conditions. Yeah, uh, people are not aware of the variety of the conditions that homeopathy can help with. And um, it is it is so vast and so unique because uh, it's again as a, because we do not look at the diagnosis. We do not look at the organ centric. It is looking at the whole individual, how one uh, illness is affecting the whole person on the emotional, mental and the physical symptom. For example, uh, I have patients of IBS. I have patients of rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, scleroderma, um, anxiety, OCDs. Uh, the other day I have I have patients of uh, skin uh, uh, skin disorders but at the same time what is unique for them is when they come to us they might come with skin uh, complaints for example rashes or itching and at the same time we look at the emotional and the mental aspect of it they might be very very aggressive they might be having lack of confidence they uh, they, they feel that they are not being loved or appreciated they are arguing with people and their family members. So this perspective, when we look at all the perspectives, 
the person improves so beautifully when the exact match similimum remedy is provided given to them administered to them and this way i uh, as you mentioned that what are the types of patients that i work and being a homeopath it does not uh, restrict me to one condition though my niche is autoimmune and thyroid but having the benefit of homeopathy i can help uh, people with uh, any uh, chronic conditions or even homeopathy is so beautifully applicable to acute conditions so i see a wide variety of uh, of help uh, of uh, people individuals so so what about uh, homeopathic self care you know for example uh, uh, when i when i was uh, a medical student uh, and learning a little bit about homeopathy at the same time, uh, I noticed that they were like selling self-care kits, you know, like uh, with like little amounts of a variety of medications uh, for uh, ordinary problems, like for kids, you know, like for teething or for, you know, colic or for, uh, you know, a cold or a fever. Uh now, you, with five and a half years of rigorous training in classical homeopathy, obviously you bring tremendous uh, knowledge and education and precision to bear uh, in treating various conditions. Is it feasible for people to undertake, you know, some form of homeopathic self-care, or is that kind of a, a bastardization of classical homeopathy, a kind of a dilution of its uh, its true efficacy? No, uh, you you make a uh, you bring up a very good point here. And um, homeopathy is being uh, I, I in fact as a National Center for Homeopathy uh, board member, we are, the mission is to uh, help people and uh, may bring uh, awareness to people about homeopathy to make homeopathy a household name actually. And uh, uh, we are building awareness. We are building community. And we uh, homeopathy can be used by definitely there are play, there is a place when you are doing the self-care and when you need to use it or work with a homeopathic practitioner. And uh, so as we have a first aid kit in our house, right, we all have it. Like we have um, most people uh, are familiar with the conventional medicine. So they might have an antacid, they might have an antipyretic, they'll have antihistamine. But similarly, homeopathy can be used as a, as a uh, household um, remedies. These uh, sorry, homeopathic uh, medicines can be used as household remedies because, um, for example, you mentioned about arnica. Arnica is very, very uh, good for injuries, any injury, like kids. If they are playing outside, they fall, they trip, they, they, they get, uh, they get uh, bruised and they can take arnica and they can heal better. And teething, there is definitely that the, every mother who can have a homeopathic kit where she can help the kids with the safer uh, remedies here to help them feel better without any, which is very natural, which is very safe. And it is effective not only for kids, but to, for people of any age and in gender. So definitely there is a place uh, where people can use homeopathy and make it, uh, you know, they, they can have it in their uh, in their first aid kit and use homeopathy for, for you know, day to day for fever, for cold, for cough, for allergies, um, even for uh, dentition or uh, we go for we are traveling and uh, we go to a restaurant we're not feeling well we know that we have eaten something and this is giving me a stomach upset or uh, you know uh, diarrhea or something so immediate for immediate care definitely homeopathy can be used 
Okay, that's 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 really empowering to know that uh, homeopathy can be a, a preferable alternative to some of the, frankly, a lot of the over-the-counter medications uh, have distinct toxicities, and many of them are, are kind of worthless, yet <laughs> billions of dollars of these uh, line drugstore shelves, and a lot of people are, are reluctant to use them, especially on kids. Uh, okay, so when it comes to finding a homeopath, um, what are the characteristics that you should be looking for? Now, I think it's probably people like you are few and far between people who've had an official uh, medical curriculum uh, in a homeopathic college for five and a half years. Uh, how do you find someone who uh, where you can be more confident of their skills when people are looking for a homeopath, uh, you know, throughout our throughout the country and among our listening audience? Yeah, um, in U.S., definitely there is. Uh, we can you can go to National Center for Homeopathy, where uh, there is a platform for uh, all the doctors, all the practice, sorry, homeopathic practitioners who are certified. And uh, there is another uh, board uh, called as the Council for Homeopathic Certification. So you look forward to the certified homeopaths who are educated, who have trained themselves with uh, some schools which are certified here in U.S. And there are many schools which uh, National Center for Homeopathy is also has um, alliance with. And you will find all of that information on the website of National Center for Homeopathy. That is a good uh, good place to go and find a homeopath there. And um, the two uh, websites are the Cent Council for Center Homeopathy, uh, Certification for Homeopathy and National Center for Homeopathy. So and definitely talk to them, uh, you know. Um, look forward to them talk to them uh, you know you'll get if they have their website as you mentioned there's so much information about uh, them and uh, definitely they can get more information there and I just want to mention that as uh, president of the Alliance for Natural Health which upholds uh, the right to uh, allow people freedom of choice in their health care uh, one of our campaigns is to support homeopathy as a, a viable uh, natural uh, health uh, option, uh, which unfortunately is a little bit under the gun from uh, regulatory agencies in the United States. And, you know, being part of the Alliance for Natural Health, uh, we really fight for people's access to uh, not just supplements, but to uh, a variety of natural care modalities. And we include homeopathy among them because we think it's it has uh, a role to play and it's legitimate. Uh, so wow. th thanks very much for joining us. And uh, just once again, uh, your your website, tell us a little bit about uh, what people can find at lifeforcenourished.com. What are the resources there? Yeah, at lifeforcenourished.com, they can find more information about homeopathy, uh, functional medicine, and uh, they, can, uh, they can definitely look into yoga, which I definitely uh, look forward to. Um, uh, yeah, I mentioned I mentioned about my hypothyroid, uh, uh, like you know my root, but I forgot to mention about my Lyme arthritis because I'm a Lyme warrior myself. Uh -huh. I, I, yeah, I came yeah. out of my I was suffering from Lyme knee, and uh, I didn't I took the natural route. Having gone through uh, my thyroid issues, I knew that uh, I didn't want to take the the conventional route, and I started uh, working with homeopathy and uh, functional medicine which were amazing and uh, they they helped me come out of all the symptoms my Lyme knee where I was totally disabled actually and I was to a point that uh, 
I felt that I might not be able to do all that I was doing. I was, I'm very active and uh, I fa- felt that I was losing onto it. And physiotherapy helped me to a certain extent, but I was not able to build my muscle mass. So yoga, which I started to practice regularly, and uh, it, it was tremendous. The improvement in my, uh, the way I could build my muscle mass. I, and I also enrolled in uh, 300-hour RYT advanced teacher training program, which I was really very skeptical if I would be able to complete that. But that has been of tremendous help in my improvement. So if any any Lyme uh, sufferers out there, if they are looking forward to, you know, uh, natural uh, resources, definitely please look forward to homeopathy, functional medicine and yoga because they all the three together modalities. I know there are so many other modalities that we always as integrative practitioners, we look forward to acupressure, massage therapy and so many things, other things that we talk about. But definitely uh you know, start with these and you'll definitely see beautiful results. So there's a lot on my website there. There are uh, video testimonials where people have shared their success stories and uh, and they can find even more uh, information. I'll be, I'll be putting in more information out there so that they can help, you know, get some guidance there or uh, wherever they are. But at least they know that there is some natural resources out there that can help them with their chronic conditions. Well, absolutely. And, and certainly Lyme disease is an example of something where conventional medicine uh, comes up short. Not that uh, some people don't require antibiotics. Antibiotics can play a role in getting rid of the spirochete, but it's the aftermath of the disease that uh, conventional medicine doesn't really address. And it can be very devastating in terms of uh, mood, in terms of energy, post-Lyme syndrome and you know joint problems, all manner of uh, symptoms that are hard to address through conventional means. And so it's exciting that there is a comeback trail from post-Lyme uh, through some of these modalities. Great stuff. Uh, Via, thank you very much for joining us. And I think uh, people have come back with uh, a better understanding of the role that homeopathy might play. That's uh, Vidya Udare. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Thanks for joining us, Vidya. And this is the thank Intelligent you. Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. 